You are listening to the podcast for learning the language of A Course in Miracles so you can understand the meaning, embody the message, and live the teachings as a way of life. Welcome to episode 100 of this podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Jennifer McSween, creator of this podcast, and the Course in Miracles practice coach for taking those who are studying the course from information to application. The topic of this week's episode is Workbook Lesson 49, and the title of this lesson is God's Voice Speaks to Me All Through the Day. The purpose of this lesson is to help us in our understanding, embodying, and the living of the teachings of A Course in Miracles. This is also, by the way, the title of this podcast and the purpose for which it's created. This lesson helps us or helps to serve this purpose in four very significant ways. First, it serves to make us aware of the importance of reading the lines and the passages of the Course very carefully. Second, it serves to help us understand what it means to be guided or to get or receive guidance from God or the Holy Spirit. Third, it helps us to understand what it really means to hear God's voice. And fourth, and most importantly, it helps us to learn how to discern the voice of God from that of the egos. So let's look at how this lesson makes us aware of the importance of carefully reading the lines and passages of the course the, and why that's important. The lesson title says, God's voice speaks to me all through the day. The operating word in this line is speaks because we need to be aware that being told that God's voice speaks to us doesn't mean that we hear God's voice or that we listen to it. We are merely being told that God's voice speaks to us. And many students in reading this line make the mistake in reading it to mean that we hear or to think that it means we hear God's voice all through the day. Now, when we gloss over the words we read in the Course, we really miss what the Course is really saying. We miss the deeper meaning that is necessary for understanding what it's really saying. So we need to pay attention to the specific words that are used and to not assume it means one thing when it's really saying something else. The second way in which this lesson helps is with the common misperception among core students about guidance. Many students think that being guided or receiving guidance from God or the Holy Spirit, or what the Course refers to as the voice for God, the Holy Spirit and God or the voice for God is used or are used interchangeably. They think that what it means to receive guidance or getting guidance is about being told where to go or what to do that is in their best interest, or that will make their lives on the level of the world easier or more comfortable in some way. And you know, even so often you hear students talking about being guided to 
by the Holy Spirit to find good parking spaces, right? Um, again, because of the belief that the Holy Spirit, first of all, that the world is real and the Holy Spirit and God is active in it. Plus, there's also the tendency to believe that hearing God's voice is about actually hearing a voice in their mind. And it is usually described as, you know, I heard a voice and, you know, or something, a thought or idea that seemed to come out of nowhere and usually with a sense of urgency and sounds, seems or feels demanding and compelling and always has something to do with ensuring their well-being or safety. And without examining the content of those thoughts or ideas, they believe that what they are hearing, quote-unquote, is the voice for God. But what it means to hear God's voice, which is the third way this lesson helps, means that, or if it is the voice of God you're hearing, in whatever way hearing comes, that voice comes to you, is that the voice you hear, that is the thought or idea that comes into your awareness, is one that is calm, quiet, and still. And it does not speak of the possibility of pain, loss, or attack, or anything that threatens your sense of well-being or safety. In chapter 5 of the text of A Course in Miracles, titled Healing and Wholeness, it says this about the Holy Spirit or the voice for God. It says, the voice of the Holy Spirit does not command because it is incapable of arrogance. It does not demand because it does not seek control. It does not overcome because it does not attack. And at the end, it states clearly, the voice for God is always quiet because it speaks of peace. The fourth and most significant way this lesson helps is by teaching us how to discern God's voice from that of the egos. We're being reminded here of the Course's premise that states, mind is all there is. And what this means to us in relation to our being able to discern God's voice is the following. If mind is all there is, there are two voices that we can hear or to which we can choose to listen. The Holy Spirit's or voice for God or the voice of the ego. Both these voices are in the mind because mind is all there is. Choosing to listen to one of those voices drowns out the other. So how we discern which voice we're hearing is by examining the content of what that voice is saying. This lessons exercise is designed to help us first hear, quote unquote, God's voice and practice choosing to listen to God's voice. Because the voice we commonly hear and to which we listen is the voice of the ego. And this is because we have accepted the ego's thought system to be the truth. How we know it's the voice of the ego is by its content, which is always about concerns with protection and defense against some perceived potential threat. As a result, 
Our state of mind is, as it states in this lesson, distracted, disorganized, and highly uncertain. In other words, we do not have peace of mind. The voice we hear consists of raucous shrieks and sick imaginings that, as I mentioned earlier, drowns out the voice of God. So the purpose of this lesson's exercise is to have us learn how to practice making our minds available to hear God's voice. And we do so following the same format we've been using in the last few lessons. We are instructed to do at least four five-minute practice periods and more if possible during the day for this exercise. Plus, we are to repeat the idea frequently. The process for the five-minute practice periods is to become very still, and in the words of this lesson, go past all the raucous shrieks and sick imaginings that cover your real thoughts and obscure your eternal link with God. This exercise is having us practice deliberately choosing to stop listening to the voice of the ego. This way, we'll be able to hear God's voice that this lesson title says speaks to us all through the day, and in so doing, be able to choose to listen to God's voice instead. So that's it for this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Understanding the Language of A Course in Miracles podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it helpful, please share it with those you know through whatever means or platform to which you have access. And leave me a review on iTunes because this is the way people will get to hear about this podcast. And they can also listen, though they can then listen, perhaps enjoy it and find it helpful. And if you have not yet subscribed, please do so, so you don't miss another episode. Thanks again for listening and see you on the podcast next Wednesday.